Hello, and welcome to the Financial Emancipation Podcast. I'm your host, Malik Branch, and this is a daily podcast discussing the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Welcome to another episode. This is episode 65. So if you're a new listener, please go back on iTunes or SoundCloud. Go back and begin, go all the way back to the beginning and listen to the episodes that we started back in January. It's really um, it's really helpful because it's where the foundation of financial emancipation starts. I go over some really key details to the fundamentals to financial emancipation. I have five, I go over those. Um, I've given some stories about myself, my own financial journey, my financial story. Um, and so if you're new to listening to the to the podcast, go on back, review, listen up, you know, catch up. Um, also, if you're listening to the podcast on iTunes, please rate and review the podcast. It's helpful. It helps me to be able to get a larger audience for the podcast. So I would really appreciate that. And if you are listening to it on any other uh, other platform or you just really enjoy what you're listening to, please share the podcast, share it with three friends who you think could benefit from having a daily discussion about Um, financial emancipation, money management, budget management, and how to live and be financially free. So just do that if you have some folks that you think might be interested or could benefit from it. So it's still April. (laughs) It's April. It's still a, um, um, it's financial literacy month, but also we're still into the 30 day, um, no shopping challenge, which is going well for me. Temptation is starting to wean off. I'm focused more on my meal planning and meal prepping and making, you know, two smoothies a day and having salad for lunch. So I'm more focused on that than I could possibly be on shopping. So that's a good thing. Sometimes you do have to create a distraction for a distraction. So that's what I've been doing. And so today's episode is going to be very personal for me because I am very kind of in real time because I have a real story to tell you guys. So um, just bear with me and listen in on this story because the conclusion of this story is going to be the importance of an emergency fund. And so when I talk about this, I mean, again, if you go back and listen to prior episodes, I constantly talk about the need for savings. I always say savings will save you. I, I reiterate it all the time because it's such a critical, a critical part of your financial freedom. And I always give examples about how things will come up and they'll come up at the worst time. And if you don't have a situation where you are saving and putting money to the side for the sake of emergencies, when an emergency hits, it can be catastrophic for your finances. So I've talked to you guys on the podcast. Again, if you go back about my car, I have a car, I have a 2014 car. And so that's a relatively new car. The car's in in excellent shape. You know, at at this point, I have about 60,000 miles on it because I drive a lot. And, you know, it needs, it, it needs maintenance, right? So I take it for services. I get the things that needs to be done. I'm pretty good with that. As long as they can remind me, I'll go do it. Not a big deal, right? Cars in, in pretty good condition. But I know that as soon as a car gets to that four-year-old mark, things just start to happen. And I, so it was in the back of my mind. I'm like, this car has been good to me, very good. But I just feel like something's going to come up. So we're just driving along. And um, I noticed that the... Um, the coolant was leaking. It's a slow leak, but it was leaking. And so I refilled the backup. Didn't think that much of it. Um, fast forward to the last couple of days, it's been leaking, like pouring out leaking. Every time I pour f- coolant in, the coolant is leaking. Coolant is leaking. And anybody who knows anything about cars, anybody who doesn't know anything about cars, leaking coolant is bad. <laughs> it's either you have a leak, which is the best case scenario, or your radio is your radiator, excuse me, is blown and there's a big crack or something that they have to replace. That's the worst case scenario. 
So imagine my luck, right? <laughs> so I take the car in finally. I say, you know, I can't because I drive to work every day. So I was like, I can't keep doing this with the car. Anything, you know, anything can happen. So I take the car in yesterday morning for that. I'm also due for an inspection. So I said, this is perfect timing. Everything is lined up. I take the car in. Now I go in with my mind prepared. That I'm going to have to spend some money on this car. I'm thinking maybe between two and $300, maximum $500 because sometimes that's what happens. But I'm already trying to th- run through in my mind, where is this money going to come from? Because it was not part of my monthly budget to pay for this car to be fixed. The only thing that was in my monthly budget was to register my car, which is up this month, as well as pay for the inspection, which is, it turns out to be about $200. So I, I did that. And I was ready, I'm ready and prepared to do that, but not prepared for a large um, repair expense. So I take the car in, I go, I go to work, I, call, I get the call from the, from the car uh, repair place. And you can imagine what that was, which was, I remember I mentioned best case and worst case, best case was a leak, worst case was a radiator. So it was Murphy's law for me. What can go wrong, Will? And it was worst case scenario, the radiator is shot and it must be replaced, right? And so the radiator being replaced, plus plus the um, you know, the labor and the ordering of the part and everything like that came out to $978. I literally just looked at that and said, "Wow." Right? And so when they called me to tell me this, they all say, "Okay, you need, you know, you have an inspection. You need, you know, just a regular oil change. You need something so you can pass inspection, which was fine." But the bill turned out to be $1,200. Now hear me when I tell you $1,200 is a lot of money. $1,200 is a lot of money at one time. $1,200 is even more money when it's unexpected. Also hear me when I tell you this. I am not a, I drive to work every day, right? And so I, I can get to work. I got home from work yesterday and I will go to work today without driving. But I drive to work. That's how I commute. And so I need my car. <laughs> And so I cannot go with, I can't just say, never mind, right? And, and if to, to, to have an expense come up of that magnitude is the kind of expense that will ruin your financial, can really send you into a spiral. So $1,200 has to come from somewhere because I have to pay it. So it's either going to be one of two things. I'm either going to have to put it on credit or I'm going to have to use cash and not pay another bill, right? If I didn't have an emergency fund. Putting it on credit, if I don't have an emergency fund, means it's a $1,200 extra extra amount of debt I've just incurred with no anticipation for how I'm going to pay it off because I don't have it, right? So that is the kind of thing where I, where I say to everyone, an emergency fund is critical and a substantial one, right? So I say to everyone, minimum $1,000, right? You should have a minimum of $1,000. And I know that that sounds like a lot, but when things come up like this, when these kind of uh, unexpected things come up. They usually range between five hundred and a thousand dollars. The ones that really knock you off your feet, and and one expense like that can send you into a financial spiral. Right? It can send you into a financial spiral, and so this is why it is critically important to have an emergency fund. So I have an emergency fund. I have I I, I save for my vacation separately than I save for an emergency fund. So I have all of my fun stuff in one place and I have my emergency fund, my just in case something goes wrong fund. And that is what I'm going to use to pay for this expense. Now I'm gonna tell you something else. I'm going to actually pay for it with my American Express card so I can get the miles. And then I'm going to take the money from the emergency fund and I'm going to transfer it to pay the, the Amex bill literally as soon as the charge comes up on my bill. 
And the reason I'm going to do that is because, again, I like to utilize, if credit is there and I have this ability to gain miles, I like to utilize that for, I, I like to utilize my miles or the opportunity to get miles, particularly with large expenses, like something that's going to be $1,200. But it is the fact that I have the emergency fund there is going to save me from having to incur debt right now or have to adjust how I pay my bills this month. Because again, today is the 11th. This is this is the beginning of the month where mortgage is just paid and all the major bills are just paid. So it's not an ideal time to have a $1,200 expense come up that has to be paid with cash. So it's really critically important. And I wanted to tell that story because it happens on a daily basis and it happens to everyone. Emergencies come up. I don't just use those things, those scenarios as like, you know, just to have be anecdotal, they really do come up. And I implore you to understand that the, the, the importance of an emergency fund, it is critical. You require an emergency fund. And so sometimes, yes, you will have to sacrifice things in order to fund that emergency savings account, but it will benefit you later on when it comes back. So even if this expense was $3,000, right? And it, But if I had $1,000 towards it, I'd be in a better position than I would have been if I didn't have anything. And so it, even if you feel like, well, it, I, I can only have an emergency fund of $300 or $400, even if you have that, right, it's better than zero. So understand that you are, you are helping yourself by contributing to an emergency fund because emergencies will happen. And if you allow them, they can ruin you financially or you will walk around with a lot of anxiety and fear about things happening because you know you don't have anything to back it up. Don't put yourself into that situation. We don't have to do that. We can we can go through and and look at ways in which we can save the amount of money that we're capable of saving and then go forward and save that amount. You can do it. You can do it and you should do it because savings will save you. Trust me. And I am very happy because in this instance, savings is what's going to save me. I am aggravated beyond belief because and I'm saying to myself all of the things I always say when cars start to do, you know, this way that I need a new car and I want a new car. But the truth is my car is paid off. I'm, I'm not, I'm able to use that extra money every month that I don't have to pay for a cable for, excuse me, for a car note. So I need to, I'm going to, you know, put the money in, fix the car and keep on driving it. But this is due to the emergency fund that I have. So I'm telling you guys, please, if on the list of things that you listen to me about, savings will save you create an emergency fund today and start contributing to it. Trust me, it will be beneficial to you later on down the line. So I just wanted to tell you that little story. It's real life. I want you guys to also get to know what's going on in my life, but understand that all the principles and the foundations and things that I talk about, I apply them to my own life and I utilize them. And that is how I'm able to walk in my financial freedom. And that is what I want to share with you so that you too can walk and live in your financial emancipation. If you haven't already done so, please head on over to Instagram and follow me at FIN. I'm sorry, at Financial Emancipation. So on Financial Emancipation, Instagram and on Facebook at Financial Emancipation, I released yesterday and about me. It's more or less like just giving you an update of who I am, how I came to doing the work that I'm doing, how I came to found, to be the founder of Financial Emancipation. So go on over to Instagram at Financial Emancipation and, and check out that post and comment on the post. If you have any more questions you want me to answer, comment there. So you can follow me on Twitter at FIN Emancipation. And if you have any questions for me, feel free to shoot me a message. Um, you can send me a message on Facebook or you can send me an email at financialemancipation at gmail.com. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I hope you'll be back as we continue to discuss the ways in which we can walk towards our financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. 
Have a great day.